Welcome to the Westmoreland Podcast. We are two sisters who were raised as readers and world travelers. We grew up under the same roof, but have pretty different reading tastes. This podcast is our way to keep in touch with one another and with our listeners via our reading lives. I'm Heidi. I live in Central Virginia with my husband, Alexander, and our four kids. I'm a freelancer, homeschool mom, and avid reader. Normally, I'd be joined by Lissa, my sister, but she actually just left my house and is traveling for like almost 30 hours this weekend in the car. And so I am here on my own today with another of the little things that are different we're doing here in season two. And I am going to be talking today about um, all the books that I read in the month of April. So it'll be a little bit of a shorter episode today. It'll be all about books and it's just me talking with you today. So this is episode two of season two, and I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's get started. Take care to chop the onion fine, to keep from crying when you chop it, which is so annoying. I suggest you place a little bit on your head. The trouble with crying over an onion is that once the chopping gets you started and the tears begin to well up, the next thing you know, you just can't stop. I don't know whether that's ever happened to you, but I have to confess it's happened to me many times. Mama used to say it was because I was especially sensitive to onions, like my great aunt Tita. Tita was so sensitive to onions, any time they were being chopped, they say she would just cry and cry. When she was still in my great-grandmother's belly, her sobs were so loud that even Nacha, the cook, who was half-deaf, could hear them easily. Once her wailing got so violent that it brought on an early labor, and before my great-grandmother could let out a word or even a whimper, Tita made her entrance into this world, prematurely right there on the kitchen table amid the smells of simmering noodle soup, thyme, bay leaves, and cilantro, steamed milk, garlic, and of course, onion. Tita had no need for the usual slap on the bottom because she was already crying as she emerged. Maybe that was because she knew then that it would be her lot in life to be denied marriage. The way Nacha told it, Tita was literally washed into this world on a great tide of tears that spilled over the edge of the table and flooded across the kitchen floor. Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. So Lissa and I actually just had a visit. She was at my house hobbling around on her crutches <laughs> and I encouraged her to ice and we did not actually get around to recording a podcast together. Um, it was a very short visit and instead we did thrifting and talking and catching up um, and just hanging out with the kids. So it was a fun visit. Um, thrifting, Lissa got a bunch of books but surprisingly, I actually got clothes instead of books this trip. There is our sister Lois was here also. There's nothing like shopping with sisters to tell you, no, that looks terrible. Yes, that looks awesome. Or just as was the case with me this time here, you should try this. And I was like, mm, no. And they said, yes, you should try it. So it was a fun visit, a great thrifting trip. Lissa got some books that I'm sure she'll tell you about um, the next time we get together to talk. For today, I'm talking about all the books that I read in the month of April. I read seven books in the month of April, which felt like a low number to me just because I'm used to reading a little bit more and I'm used to being a lot more excited about what I'm reading. Um, I It was a very reading slump feeling kind of month for me. I wasn't super excited, but um, that's okay. I kept going and it just means that for this first episode by myself, it'll be a little bit easier for me to get into the swing of things. So um, without further ado, let's get started with book number one. So book number one that I finished in April was called Victory of Eagles by Naomi Novik. This is number five in the Temeraire series that Lissa is actually listening to on her road trip. And it's really hard to give a plot summary for these without giving spoilers, because if you're reading the whole series, 
you have to start at the beginning. That is our opinion. <laughs> it's best that way. And more and more happens in subsequent books after the first one that feel like spoilers if you're excited about reading the whole series. So I won't say a lot about this book, but I will say it was possibly, it's up there with my favorite, like next to the first one. It was very, very good. Um, there is a period of time that Temeraire and the Captain Lawrence are separated. And I will tell you that when they are reunited again, I had to pause and just like, have happy tears in my eyes and just feel like really, really good about life in general because I was so happy for these characters getting back together. So if you are looking for a book series, um, once again, in case you hadn't heard, it is set during the Napoleonic Wars plus dragons. So um, the Air Force of the world is dragons. So each country has their own Air Force essentially made up of dragons and riders. And um, it's very fun. It's very good. The character development is great. So if you haven't gotten into this series yet, after we've talked about it, I don't know, like 35 times, <laughs> give it a try it with His Majesty's Dragon. So that was Victory of Eagles by Naomi Novik. Book number two, I mentioned in our last episode, um, A Kiss at Midnight by Eloisa James. This is romance. I would call it silly and cheesy. And I don't mean that as like, an insult, but just as like, if you would rather read a book than watch a chick flick, but you're in the mood for a chick flick, read a book like this. It was fun, is a little bit of a spinoff of Cinderella, um, a little bit steamy. So if you don't like open door romance, maybe this was somewhere halfway between like totally closed door and open door. Um, and it was just fun. So that was A Kiss at Midnight by Eloisa James. Book number three was The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary. Um, and this was translated from French. It was something that I picked up thrifting and um, have been curious about for a really long time. This is about a concierge at an apartment building and her secret life as an academic, basically, and a philosopher. She's very interested in all these complex ideas and philosophies and theologies and just knowing as much about the world as she can and learning as much as she can. But because she's a concierge at this rich hoity-toity apartment building, she puts up a front of being just the run-of-the-mill, quiet, silent, um, not really interesting person. Two other characters are a Japanese um, artist who moves in upstairs and befriends her and a young girl who is just as cantankerous and incredibly intelligent. And it's about their unlikely friendship. There's a little bit of a found family theme to this. Um, and I really enjoyed it. There were several parts that were really slow moving because since the concierge is really interested in um, philosophy, she gets to talking about philosophy. And so those were a few parts that I was like, ah, I don't know about this. Like, I am not a brilliant philosopher by any means. <laughs> and so, um, but otherwise it was a really sweet book. And so I enjoyed it a lot. And that was called The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary. The next book I listened to on audio from my library called Dear Committee Members by Julie Schumacher. This is a book full of letters. So this is an epistolary novel, um, a book full of recommendation letters from a professor to various organizations and schools and graduate programs around the country on behalf of his students. Um, he's a little bit bitter because of how his life has gone. 
and um, tells his story through the letters for his students, which sounds kind of odd, but it is absolutely hilarious. He is snarky and bitter and um, very witty with his word pictures and stuff like that. And it actually, like a lot of the books that I read this uh, last month in April, um, turned out to be kind of sad, but very sweet in the end as well. So, and it was great on audio. It was really fun. So that was Dear Committee Members by Julie Schumacher. Number five was another audiobook that I had started a couple months ago. And then my loan at my library ran out and I had to wait on the hold list for like another three weeks for it to come back to me. <laughs> and that was the full cast audio production of Dune by Frank Herbert. Um, I really enjoyed Dune. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the world building was so good and interesting. I thought so many of the nuances of just daily life, different cultures, different agendas and the key political players. It was so detailed and so um, interesting. I do think I would have gotten more out of it um, if I had read it instead of listened to it, just because there are so many characters and so many names and they're all names that are made up in this um, world on the planet Dune. And so I probably would have gotten more out of it had I read it a paper copy, but as it was, the full cast version was great. There is nothing like listening to an audiobook and having all the different characters have different voices. It's so good. So um, I can highly recommend that. I think Lissa talked about that in a previous episode at last season as well. Um, so that was Dune by Frank Herbert. And number six is the book that uh, my quote from earlier came from, Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. Um, this is a magical realism novel about a girl named Tita. Um, and she is a brilliant cook and she pours her emotions into her cooking. The magical realism element comes in through her food as she cooks the food and pours her emotions and all the things she's struggling with into the food that she makes. It affects the people around her. And so, for example, when she makes soup and she's incredibly sad and cries and cries and cries, everyone who eats the soup leaves the house feeling incredibly sad. <laughs> and so it's things like that. It's really fun. I don't know if you could tell from the quote, but it's got a very light tone, a very um, uh, almost lyrical rhythm to it as you're reading it, um, especially if you read some of it out loud. I highly recommend that. Um, it is about Tita. It is about her life. It's about her love, her unrequited love, her relationship with her mother and how she's forbidden marriage. It's really good. And then recipes and um, just Mexican cooking is sprinkled throughout. And it's so good. And it was so fun. Again, a little steamy. So if you don't like open door, maybe be cautious as you read this. Maybe don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't mind it a little bit. And I thought this was so good. And I love, love books in translation. So that's Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. Um, oh, and I haven't seen the movie and I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I don't tolerate um, steamy romantic comment or I don't tolerate steamy romantic content in movies as well as I do in books. So I'm thinking about watching the movie though. Um, and last number seven is a book of poetry called Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur, I think is how you say her name. Um, this is rated R. And it is about the experience of violence, abuse, love, loss, and femininity. 
Um, it's intense. It's beautiful. It's um, not for the, not for anyone who would be easily triggered by a lot of those topics. I will say that like big trigger warning on this one for just about everything. Um, but she is a Rupi Kaur is a brilliant poet um, and it is beautiful for all that. So that's Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. <laughs> All right, and those are the seven books that I read in the month of April. So a little bit of romance, some snark, some fun, some fantasy, um, lots of sweetness and sadness. I kind of have been in a reading rut since then, since finishing Milk and Honey, just because I felt like I need a break from books that are sad. And so kind of what I've been doing instead is pouring a lot of energy into another project. I'm starting a uh, Instagram thrift shop, which is really fun. And I'm going to be selling a lot of books. So if you're actually interested in a lot of books that I talk about on the podcast, <laughs> even the ones that I like a lot, I oftentimes don't end up keeping them just because I don't think I'll read them again. And so I'll be reselling a lot of books um, in my new thrift shop. So that's kind of what's happening. And Lissa and I will be back in your ears next week together, I believe talking about personality um, profiling systems and some different ones that we um, have gotten a lot of good uh, language from that have been really helpful for us personally and for um, our relationships with other people. And so we'll be touching on a lot of different ones like the Enneagram, um, Strength Finder, uh, what's the other ones? Myers-Briggs. Tune in next week for that. And thank you so much for joining me while I talked about the books that I read in April. It was a good reading month. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would so appreciate a shout out on social media or leave us a review on iTunes. These two things make us really happy and help the most to make sure we reach the right audience. For full show notes with links to everything we mentioned on today's episode, visit our website, westmorelandpodcast.com. To talk books and get in touch, find us on Instagram at westmorelandpodcast or email us at westmorelandpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading, and I'll talk to you next week.